the turn of a tire so when you're sitting in a car and uh, for example you are on a uh, dirt road and then you turn a tire so now we don't have the time to go and then record go to a dirt road and then turn the tire and then record the tire so what we do is we just wear a boot and then we have some stones and some pebbles some gravel with us and then we just twist our feet and that creates the sound of the tire turning ah that's crazy no rain folks welcome to the narayan agarwal show today we have somebody who crafts the sounds that you listen to in movies in fact i'm going to get some advice from him for my show and the stuff i can do regardless let me introduce you to a dear friend of mine mr mohammad hamza he is an official sound designer and he works in the world's biggest movie industry that is bollywood in mumbai hamza has worked on films that have been blockbusters and big releases like the film called dream girl the film called gulabo satabo and the upcoming mega release by dharma productions the movie called brahmastra the budget for the movie is 4 billion rupees and that's the kind of scale and movies hamza is working on and i'm so excited to discover more about sound vibrations and sound design so welcoming my dear friend mohammad hamza on board hamza how are you doing hi i'm good hamza i'm i'm, I'm excited and elated to have you here because uh, sound sound is something that we don't relate or talk about in general i think in general we speak so much about what we see because visual apparatus is something that's so dominant in our human experience but sound is something that maybe goes missing i would say um, and so i'm excited to discover more about sound and sound design what is sound let's begin with that what is sound sounds are nothing but vibrations um when you clap for example when you hit both your hands together you create a sound yeah when a car is the engine of the car is running the piston inside is moving so that's creating a, a sound so the same way every single object in this world in this universe creates sound it's just that we as human beings we are more visual we do not focus on sound so we don't give that much importance to it and we don't even think what sound an object can make or what an object makes so sounds are nothing but vibrations that we perceive through our ears now we have five senses and all our five senses were evolved through evolution to make us survive in this world on earth so every sense that we have has a purpose has a purpose for survival like we have eyes to see the things around us to see the predators to see our um food we can we get food back, from exactly exactly back in the day when we were hunter and gatherers so we used our sight we used our smell to figure out whether a food is rotten or not because rotten foods were usually poisonous which would you know make us unhealthy and then um we would not be fit enough to survive then we had our taste taste would tell us things that were good for us for example back in the day while we were hunter gatherers we developed a taste for sweet things because sweet things contained more fat and calories so we developed a, a dopamine release in our brains that allowed us to 
uh, eat more sweet food because back in the day we didn't has have such calories rich foods we have today so the same way our ears are also developed for survival and if you see the three or four main fears inbuilt fears that we have out of them one of them is the fear of loud sounds so which is ingrained into us so uh, the other two are i think uh, the fear of falling and the fear of abandonment uh, which are ingrained into us but all the other fears are all developed which we get from other places from our environment from people from society so yes sound back in the day we it was mainly used for uh, hunting and for protection so we used to hear back that time if there was a predator or if there was an elephant in the forest if there was a tiger roar in the forest so that made us alert yes there's a tiger in the forest so we have to be very alert and if there was a thunderstorm you could hear the thunder from very far and then you could figure out yes the rain is coming so in those ways sound really helped us evolve as human beings and now if you see sound has become a totally different thing because now we are not at all dependent on sound we are dependent more on visuals because sound was used to protect us but now we live in a society where we are so comfortable protective and um very We're bombarded with sounds i mean get out in the streets of calcutta and you you, exactly. you hear so much honking the loud noise and scary where it irritates you <laughs> totally totally yeah, we've, yeah. we've just forgotten what nature actually sounds like we've totally forgotten so i think it's it's a place where we need to at least try to listen to the sounds that we have around us because that has a really meditative process i'd say because you know whenever i feel um a little overwhelmed or i feel that there's too much going on what i do is i just go outside for a walk or i just sit down and i just close my eyes and focus on the sounds around me it's again another way of mindfulness where you know you focus on your breath while closing your eyes or you um you know repeat a certain word while meditating but this is another way um which i use it's basically you just sit down wherever you are close your eyes and just listen to the sounds focus on the sounds what kind of sounds are you hearing that's because um, the sound is in now because the sound is 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 a one time phenomena when you really think about it right exactly. it's it's really the now because even a honk it happens and it goes it's never continuing so i guess when you really focus on the sounds it's it's you you're bringing yourself you're forcing yourself to come to the now in many exactly. ways exactly uh. it brings you to the moment whenever you're feeling lost in your thoughts or you're feeling worried just close your eyes and focus on the sounds around you it will always bring you back to the moment where you are right now wow what a, what a deep take on sound and i i love how you brought out how uh, hunter gatherers we used it as a survival tool and now it's it's uh, it's no longer as relevant as a survival tool but it's it's become much more in many ways um you you talked about meditation mindfulness um how do, how do you relate meditation mindfulness and sound because most people would say they are opposites you know noise sounds take you away from being peaceful and calm right uh, all the noisiness but but how do you how do you think about these how do you process this okay so sounds are nothing but vibrations now vibrations 
are nothing but oscillations. If you go into physics, I'll not go deep, that deep into it, but an oscillation is basically one cycle. For example, the Earth goes around the sun once. That's called one revolution. So you can call that as one oscillation. So once an object vibrates and then comes back to the same position, that's known as one oscillation. Now, frequency is nothing but the number of oscillations per second. So every sound has a frequency. Every vibrating object has a frequency. Now, if you see music, music is nothing but sounds at certain frequencies. We as humans have developed our brains through millennia in such a way that certain frequencies sound really pleasant to us. And when we arrange certain sounds of those particular frequencies in certain patterns, in certain mathematical patterns, that makes us feel good. Wow. That makes us feel peace. That makes us feel happy. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's a really weird phenomenon, which I, it always makes me wonder that how beautiful music is in the sense that you just, it's, it's nothing. When you, visually, it's nothing, but it makes you feel good. It makes it's almost like happy. a geometry of sounds, the, the way you describe it. It's like fixing the sounds in a particular geometry and uh, then it takes a beautiful shape but in, yes. in the auditory sense. Yeah. Ah. Music is nothing but mathematics. It's mathematically placing sounds in such a way of certain wow. frequencies that makes you feel good, that makes wow. you feel elated. It makes you feel sad. It makes you feel angry. It, it evokes all these kinds of emotions from you, which you didn't know you had. So in that sense, if you compare that to noise, noise is just sounds of certain frequencies placed randomly. They do not have a mathematical um, structure or a pattern. Or a synchronicity. Is, exactly. Also, noise, are those noise contains those sounds of such frequencies that we do not find pleasant. Also, noise is something that is a cacophony of various sounds just muddled together. It's like, uh, you know, making um, an omelet and then just putting all the vegetables you find in the, uh, in the fridge uh -huh. and just make it. So right. it's, you won't find it tasty, but right. certain specific elements, if you add like a little bit of salt, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of you know, tomato, that'll, that'll bring out the flavor. So wow. it's, it's the same way. Yeah, nobody wants pumpkin in their omelette. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Wow, that, that's such a cool way of describing it. So, you said sound is math. Um, you know, it can be seen mathematically. It can be seen geometrically. Yet it brings out this beautiful thing that evokes emotion with a, within us. Right? It's, it's such an interesting phenomenon and such an interesting uh, happening uh, and experience. Having said that, so around the world, around the universe, everything that's oscillating is making a sound. Everything. Everything. So, and we have evolved to just listen to certain frequencies and certain patterns that's relevant for us, for our survival, right? Exactly. Wow. Why do you think that happened? Like, why is there a certain range that we can hear? Uh, and what explains it? What's the extreme range? And why don't we hear something more extreme than, than that? Maybe a Galton's whistle or something. 
Okay, so now I'll say something which is really weird, but it blew my mind. So I think I was watching this podcast um, on Joe Rogan, I guess, and there uh, there was a professor who told that our reality is not at all what we see or what we perceive. It is totally different. So they had done an experiment. An experiment basically they had taken a system, a system. Or an environment where they had placed artificial machine um, objects into them, and they had just given them rules of survival, and they had given them certain rules of the reality of the reality of the system, and they also gave them uh, permission to procreate. Now, when this uh, sped up the process, and they uh, went five, ten years later, they saw the program again. and now what they saw is that the objects the machines that were inside they had totally given up on the reality because that wasn't relevant for survival they had totally replaced reality because reality didn't matter to them what mattered was procreation and survival so they had developed certain things that were totally different from reality It means they didn't even care what the reality was they just had developed senses that were necessary for procreation so that is the same way that has happened with us as humans when we um, evolved our senses evolved for survival not to see the reality so what we see is not real what we hear is not real the re- the actual reality we will never know but what we see we say that's the reality the sun is yellow but actually it might be some other color but it's helpful for our survival so there are uh, so these things actually you know they are uh, necessary for survival so that's that's what i think wow. Wow. and um, that's so that's really point, deep yeah. so coming to the point you said um, why do we hear 20 hertz to 20000 hertz so that's the reason because that's necessary for our survival because we don't need extra 30000 hertz 40000 hertz it's not required for survival so our ears are not developed to hear that the same goes with visual um our eyes can only view from i think uh, 70 nanometers to uh, i think 7000 nanometers okay. so that is also a particular only a small Uh, wavelength that we can see of visible light because that's only necessary for our survival correct i mean in 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 some way it's great because if we heard everything that's going on we would go nuts right we would, we would go absolute nuts um so in a way it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing that nature has given us that the ability to not go nuts but at the same time it's sort of limiting it's sort of limiting in the way that we cannot perceive all of reality as it would be if we had a different uh, sense perception do do you think do you think uh, there's any essence to different religious or spiritual mantras um or your chants you know um repetitions does that have anything to do with uh, with how sound plays in in the role of creating certain vibrations what's what's your take on that i do feel there is something which the ancients knew which we uh, right now do not know that how certain frequencies are 
really resonating with every individual so i think there is a therapeutic uh, therapeutic aspect to sounds because uh, it's scientifically proven that if you're feeling nervous or if you're feeling um, really overwhelmed if you just hear the sounds of rain or the sounds of the forest just for 5 minutes that will always make you calm because those those sounds you know they have a certain effect on you and they resonate with you and they give you a sense of um calmness because again it comes from evolution you were hunter gatherers it made you uh, feel really uh, safe being in those kind of places uh, a green forest or a water body so it's again everything comes from evolution and it makes you uh, it makes us the person we are right now so i think again that your uh, your point that vibrations or, or these mantras again there is something there which i i do feel that there's something there that's pretty cool somebody who studied the science of it also you know kind of acknowledging that yeah there might be uh, something more than just uh, the science to it you know there might be uh, certain sounds that can take you into a deeper dimension or maybe make you feel feel uh, much better so here's a question how how do you use that in movies uh, knowing all this how do you use that in movies what are some basic principles in movies you know when you want to create certain different scenes uh, what's the thought process behind creating sound sound designing in movies okay so basically um we have every sound every sound has a few characteristics so the first is frequencies what kind of frequencies that sounds uh, that sound comes in for example um if you see a musical note the c4 on the piano comes at 261 hertz so that's a frequency so everything has a frequency now coming to number 2 that's reflections every sound has a reflection for example if you take a coral bird and the coral bird is singing now the reflections will tell you where the coral bird is is the coral bird in the bathroom is the coral bird in a church is the coral bird in a forest is the coral bird in a shed wow that's that deep information that information alone is just conveyed to us subconsciously by the sound by the way Come the sound the reflects exactly wow okay yeah and the third third is texture texture is uh, you can also call it timber it's something that's very unique to every uh, object uh, it's basically uh, the layers that you have in a sound so for example um whenever i'm making if there's a rain sequence if there's a sequence where it's raining what i'll do is i'll take a few sounds of rain and those rains will be uh, some some sounds are rain that i've recorded uh near the shed some rain sounds i'll take that have been recorded near the forest some rain sounds i'll use that are recorded from my home and sometimes i'll also use some sounds that don't even represent rain but they sound like rain what's an example frying frying 
Ha, that's so crazy. Okay. So uh, one day my mom was making, I think, uh, was frying something, frying potatoes. And I just took that sound and I placed it and I layered it as a texture to the rain, rain sequence, and it blended perfectly. Whoa. It brought out those tinkering, those small little pops and sizzles in the rain, which made it more bright and more uh, engaging. It made the rain pop out. So that wow. comes under texture. That's pretty now cool. We come, okay. Now we come to the fourth. That's placement in time. It's basically um, when does the sound happen? When does the quail speak? Does she speak um, after the dialogue? Or does she speak before the dialogue? Or does she speak after the car stops? So that's placement in time. Where do we place the quail bird? Where do I, I as a sound designer, want to place the quail bird? Next, we come placement in space. Now, uh, when we are consuming content, uh, content uh, when I think the last 20 years we've been con consuming through televisions and tele the only way we heard uh, was through the small uh, rubbish speaker of the television which was really bad which only um, brought out the dialogues and you could hear almost zero of the natural sounds of the small little sounds but now with the evolution of uh, consumerism and you know people becoming more and more uh, uh, towards personalized video and you know it's becoming more uh, consumer and very personal the content is becoming very personal to the consumer so we are now consuming contents with our earphones and with our smartphones and we're just confining ourselves to one space and just watching like a good uh, one hour or two hours of, of a film so we are making it more personal. So now it's becoming more and more important uh, in terms of sound. The sound is becoming more important. So uh, so when it was in the television part, when sounds were in televisions, we didn't have the sound only came through the television. So we could not place sound anywhere. We could only, the sound could only come from the television, from one side, from the center. If you're sitting right in front of the television, the sound can only come from the front. But now, when you're wearing earphones, the sound can come from anywhere around you. You can place Whoa. the sound. So if a character anywhere. is coming from the left inside, you throw the sound on the left earphone, and the right won't hear it. So you have almost this visual, this uh, earth and space perception in regards yeah. to the sound that's coming in the movie. That's nuts. You're creating visual space through sound. Wow. Wow. Placing objects, placing sounds wherever you want. It can come from above, it can come from your right, left, below. So it makes it a more engaging experience. It really comes uh, helpful. It becomes helpful in gaming. Uh, when, especially gamers, they prefer good headphones because it's really important for them to hear footsteps and where the enemy is coming from. So... Uh. That's placement. Now, when we come to theaters, again, you have such a huge theater and it, we just have so much scope to place sounds. We can place sounds anywhere in the theater. Like I, I can want a helicopter to fly over your head, come from the front and then go to the back. Oh, I, I, that actually rings the bell. This is the first time I ever thought about it. Now that you're saying that sometimes in some scenes you can hear the plane just go whoo over your head. 
and that's actually because it's placed like that in the movie wow then you can have a quail coming from your right you can have someone talking on the left over here some tinkling bells on over here so you can create a whole soundscape through positioning of sounds wow. next we come to loudness it's basically how loud uh, you want to keep a sound or how soft you want to keep a sound so that's the decibel right yeah it's measured in decibels so again it creates impact if you want to create give more impact to a sound you have to make it more loud and then you have to add some more frequencies to it and you know make tinker it make it a little more full give it a little more body so that's loudness and then finally uh, something if we come to the last point it's called feeling this is something more aesthetical uh, you cannot um i cannot just pinpoint and say that uh, say about feeling because feeling is really personal to every individual um feeling is basically how you feel the sound what what emotions it evokes inside of you when you hear that sound because i've done everything i've done the reflections i've added the reflections i've added the texture i've placed it in time i've placed it in space i've messed up with the loudness and created everything but even then if the sound doesn't give the feel it's of no use ha huh. feeling huh. is king you have to bring that emotion and that feeling of that sudden uh, suddenness if for example in a horror film if you have uh, those creaking sounds of uh, someone walking on the wooden uh, uh, wooden uh, staircase so that creates another a different feeling and <laughs> you know creating that texture alone uh, it's it's really fun to do that so it's more about feeling once you have the feeling the rest doesn't matter so uh, these are the things that we need to take care of uh, while we are designing sound for films that's amazing it's like those six things are scaffoldings of the ladder for you to get to the top which is the feeling but uh, if you if you get to the top like you know you can take off the ladder it doesn't matter the placement sound all that as long as you can evoke that feeling within the people with the sound that you use that's awesome that's awesome it's 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 really crazy that when we think about movies we mainly think about uh the scenes in terms of the visuals and then the time we speak about sound in a movie is maybe when we're talking about a, a nice dialogue that was there or music uh, a music scene but we fail to realize that a 2 hour of movie is a whole track of sounds together like even in between dialogues and when two people are not talking with each other or there's no conversation going on in the movie it's totally filled with something or the other like the car going the honking birds flying aeroplane etc and that's something that really adds on to the experience and that's something that's coming to my mind right now but it's totally escaped did you have a big shift in your vision and the way you saw movies once you started working in the movie industry and what were some of those big like uh, mind shifts for you working as a sound designer absolutely absolutely uh, it it really was because we never like we never focused on sound we were always very visual like things are should be this should be that but when it came to sound i was blind it it's it's almost like you're opening another dimension you're opening another uh, something it's like an eye that was closed which you now open and then you can see this this whole new world it's it's a it's a world altogether 
it's a whole sense altogether which you're opening up everybody has that but it's just that you are not using it we've all just left it there if you just use it it'll just open up and then you know uh, a totally different world will come and you you look at things differently so now for example if i'm uh, you know even driving a car uh sometimes my focus also goes towards the sound okay that sound that car innova sounds a little different his the, the tires of innova sound a little different than the tires of honda city so these kind of little things um, you know it, these things come you and uh, one thing that was really uh, fascinating was that uh, for example the coil bird i didn't know that the coil bird had three or four different types of calls just the coil bird and uh these uh, these we now use because we uh we use it as per the story so where, wherever we feel we want to add a particular call of the coil we add it add a particular one because if there are four particular calls so one is for mating one is for help one is for um uh, you know uh, calling everyone to you know just have food so these different types of coil calls i can add to give more depth to the story so uh, something that's uh, you know congruent to the story something that's adding to the story so i cannot add like a help call when there's an emotional scene going on a help call of a coil so i'll, I'll have to add something that's related to the story something that adds on to the story so that's how you that's uh, that was a really revelating thing for me because i never thought that there could be so much detail into such little things of special nature sounds are nothing but natural sounds you're just taking natural sounds and then you're using them uh into uh, into your films so wow so so uh, i'm more curious to uh, dig deep into um this what are some sounds that to us in a movie theater we it sounds like rain, rain but uh, or or something but you but the way you recorded it is totally different so it's it's the same sound but recorded in a totally different manner what what are some examples of that that's that's very intriguing to me okay so for example uh, the turn of a tire so when you're sitting in a car and uh, you, for example you are on a uh, dirt road and then you turn a tire so now we don't have the time to go and then record go to a dirt road and then turn the tire and then record the tire so what we do is we just wear a boot and then we have some stones and some pebbles some gravel with us and then we just twist our feet and that creates the sound of the tire turning ah that's crazy that's okay. one of the things wow wow what are some then other examples have, that you can think of yeah then we have uh, uh for example you have a, a bullet hitting someone on the head like a skull splatter so in that sequence what i used was i took an egg and then i broke that egg and then that gave that crunching sound of the bullet hitting and entering into the skull so Whoa. those are some of the ways uh, you can use normal sounds and then you know just place it in such a way treat them in such a way that they sound totally different wow that that's like you that that means you really got to be innovative right because you can't get all these crazy sounds in the action sequences of the movies 
and you don't want to shoot a person to actually record what it sounds <laughs> like. So it, it sounds like it takes a lot of innovativeness and uh, it sounds like it's almost a science, but also at the same time an art. Yeah. What would you like say? Is it more of a science or an art? I think at the start, it's it's more of a science because you have to know the basics. You have to know uh, all these uh, technical terms, and you know you have to know the software on which we work. But once you're past that stage, it's all about the feel. It's all about the feeling. It's all about creation. You're you're creating. You're not thinking about how to do this, how to do that. You're just creating. You're just making things. How how something to should sound from here or from there what kind of things you can add to enhance the scene because uh, sound is mostly subconscious because what we do is if for example it's a really tense scene we use certain sounds um, and then we change their frequencies so that they are really irritating to us especially in those certain scenes that you know the character is going through a really tough situation or he has to you know he's really surrounded by all his enemies so in those kind of situations we add certain frequencies of certain sounds that you know you don't focus on them when you're watching but subconsciously they're making you feel more like the character they're making you feel oh okay you're also feeling that pain that uh, irritation that anger just due to that subconsciously added sound so those are some of the ways we you know try to uh, enhance the visual with the sound wow so in in a world where there's a lot of stress and tension and uh, you talking about how sound can be so therapeutic and have healing features what are some things that people could do at home at home stuff that would really soothe them uh, whether whether it's on device on a device or or just by themselves what are some things that that you would recommend as a sound designer? Some sounds that really have nice effects on the human mind and the system. Um, some sounds, I think you can find them on YouTube. Uh, it's a you can find it there, there for free. Uh, you have sounds of the jungle. You have sounds of the rain. You have sounds of uh, cafeteria. That's also a really soothing one. And then you have the sounds of a river stream, a river flowing down. And uh, you can have sounds of, uh, you know, birds, uh, like near the seaside, the waves coming and then seagulls, they are singing. So those are some of the sounds that, that are really therapeutic. You can use them uh, while you're working, while you're doing something. Just instead of listening to music, just listen to those sounds and it'll make you feel more grounded. It'll make you feel more present and calm. Because music, wow. it's constantly changing. Every three minutes, you have a different genre, a different uh, type of music. But these ambient sounds, these can you know go on. These can you know continue playing at the back. It's like one hour tracks, two hour tracks. These will make you more calm. Another example is uh, the fan. The fan is a really nice uh, you know therapeutic uh, sound. Uh, it's sometimes used as um, uh, it's like a cue. It's like a cue uh, for for every habit you have a cue. So uh, this is also again a cue for you to fall asleep. For example, if you uh, switch on the fan every time you sleep, and you come to the room and you just switch on the fan, you'll again start to feel a little drowsy because of the sound. It'll make you feel more calm. So wow. those are some. I of actually the... know some friends who cannot fall asleep without the sound of a fan, even if they're not feeling hot. They need to have the fan on. 
so that they can go to sleep. So that, that makes so much sense. It's like almost like your mind, so the subconscious part is so anchored with that sound that it takes you yeah. straight into that, into that state of sleep and drowsiness. True, true. That's awesome. Wow, Hamza. I think, I think those are some fantastic recommendations and I'm going to start using that because instead of using ambient music or listening to music in the background, I think these sounds would be so nice because when you feel so calm, I think you can be so much more productive and you can give so much more to whatever the, uh, it is that you're doing rather than yeah. having a change in the vibrations around you every three minutes uh, on, on your Spotify playlist. Okay, Hamza, what's the most irritating sound you think? And what's the most pleasant sound according to you? Uh, a chalk squeak on the blackboard. Yeah. That's, oh, I, I agree. That's an, that's an irritating sound. Uh, also honking cars. I hate that. It's really, really irritating. Uh, peaceful sounds are, I think, birds. Then trees rustling. Rustling of trees. Ooh. The leaves on the trees. The sh- sound again we can use that sound also as a rain sound as the layer of the rain then uh, i think wind the sound of wind is also a really soothing sound sometimes it's evil it sounds evil because of the strong winds and then the noise they make with the windows but uh, it's it's usually very pleasing i mean really calm (laughs) that's amazing hamza so I know uh, there are people who you, who you need their senses for their work, you know, for example, a tea taster, they don't drink alcohol or caffeine uh, too much or coffee, etc. And they really just taste the tea and spit it out because they want their tongue to be super good in super good condition. What are some things that you do as a sound designer for ear health and how can we take care of our ears more and make sure uh, that we keep them healthy? Um, not to listen. Uh, to loud sounds, I'd say, and uh, not to use these kind of earphones. I'm guilty too, but you should not use them. They're not good for your ears. Uh, it's preferable you uh, use ones that are over the ear, which I have oh, here. Oh, so more like so headphones these, rather than ear, yeah. inside earphones. Oh. Inside earphones. Because these are more natural to our ears. Because our, our ears are developed to capture sounds from the entire ear, the sound comes here and then travels through these grooves and enters oh, the hole. Oh, that's but deep. Here, okay. We are bypassing the entire function of the ear and we are just directly taking the sound inside. So it's oh. a little more dangerous to use these, but now we can't help but use them. I'd say uh, try not to use them a lot. Use your loudspeaker of your phone or use a headphone. Wow, that I, I actually never thought about how like you know modern earphones are going straight into the ear canal as opposed to how we would capture sound and that's why the grooves in our ears that's the that's a mechanism to capture sound and redirect it to the ear canal. That's amazing. That's like an that's like an antenna. Like yeah. antennas to antennas. Correct. Well, Hamza, thanks so much for uh, coming on board and talking about uh, how sounds are really this deep experience that we have as, as human beings. And um, you really touched upon some really eye-opening and uh, mind-shifting um, things when it came to sound and the auditory experience we have as human beings. So thanks so much for doing that. And uh, mm-hmm. I learned so much uh, with, with, with this conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks, bro. Thanks.
Thanks. I'll see you soon, Hamza. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.